Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Blog Talk Radio. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Potter's wheel right now, and it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands.
Amen. God has his hands on us. He has his hands on every issue that is affecting our life, every issue that we are facing. God has his hands on us. There's nothing that happens in our life that takes God by surprise. He has his hands on us. Nothing that is said or occurs or changes plans or whatever that God did not know about before it happened. So we have to understand that even though we're surprised at the change of events, God is not. So we have to go to God and let him know that we understand that there was a change, but that he needs to give us the information on where to go from this point because we were not expecting that change. So as we go in today's teaching of life issues need faith and the word of God, let us just pray that God would just minister to us and let us know what he wants us to do concerning our life issues. Father, we thank you right now, O oh God. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. We magnify you today, O oh God. Lord, we know that you would never leave us nor forsake us in any issues of life that we're going through. We know, God, that you've planned nothing evil for us, O oh God, but that all the things that are for us are good. But, God, then the enemy comes in and he plants his own bad seed and, God, we have to then stand up and fight with the word of God. We have to then plead the blood of Jesus over that seed the enemy has planted on that ground, Lord God. So, Father, we come before you today, God, combining the faith that we have to your word in order for us to defeat the enemy, in order for the enemy to be devoured, Lord God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we will not be defeated, God. We will not claim defeat in our life, O oh God, even though we don't know what's going on, God. Even though the things that are going on in our life, God, are issues we don't understand, God. We don't know how we got to the place that we're in right now, O oh God. We don't know what transpired before this or after it, God. All we know is that we're looking at this issue of life, God, and we're coming to you from our heart. Asking you, oh God, to bring us through this, to bring us out of this, God, to show us the path that you've created because you knew this was coming. You knew what the enemy was going to do. So, Father, we come before you today asking for direction, asking for the plan that you have for our lives, God, instructing us, oh God, on how to get out of this situation, God. It may have threw a curve into it, God, but the plan still stands. It may look like it's dead and buried, but the plan still stands, God, which means now we have to stand with the plan, God, not with the curve ball that was thrown into it, not with the bad seed that was thrown and planted, Lord. But, God, we have to stand on your word, which says that you will get us through this, which says, God, that the battle is not ours, but it's yours, which says that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. We are holding on to you, God, for the rest that you promised us, O oh God, for the peace that you promised us, O oh God. We're holding on to your promises. We're holding on to your word. And we thank you, God, for the peace 
that you've given us through the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O oh God, that we know you are wiping away every tear that we cry from this situation because, God, our flesh hurts because the plan we saw is not the plan that's happening. There was a derailment, God. But, God, we know you're able. Whatever is impossible to my flesh, to my eyes, is possible in the spirit realm. So, Father, we submit ourselves to the spirit realm. We submit our fears to the Holy Spirit, our depression, our discouragement. We submit it to the Holy Spirit, God, and we allow him to replace it with, our, with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, right now we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, God. We trust in your word today, God. The issues will not overtake us because, God, there's more for us than it is against us. Your word is more powerful than the enemy's actions, God. Your word is more powerful than the enemy putting things on us, God, to distract us, to derail us, to make us think you've left us. Your word is more powerful, God. And we meditate on that, God, knowing that the enemy is defeated. We give you praise. We give you honor because it is possible, and we will stand. We will stand. We will stand on your word. We will stand on your word. We will not be defeated. We plead the blood now over everything the enemy is trying to do. We plead the blood now in Jesus' name. We cannot be defeated because Jesus died on the cross. We cannot be defeated. Lord, we give your name, praise, glory, and honor right now, O oh God. Though we weep, we praise you. Though we feel a little downhearted, we, play, we praise you. And we're going to stand, God. The flesh is weak. But the spirit, God, our spirit man is fighting. Our spirit man is willing, God, to continue this race with you. Our spirit man is saying, go. But the flesh is weak, God. So we need your word. We need you, God, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As we go through life, as we go through things on a daily basis, God wants us to know that he's there with us. And even though we know that, we have to build up our spirit man to constantly remind us of the word of God because he can remind us of things that we placed in our spirit. Other than that, he'll be grabbing for air, trying to help us out because we don't read the word. So there's nothing to remind us of the goodness of the Lord. And that's when fear comes in and gets stronger than our spirit man. That's when the, the vision of defeat comes in and it's stronger than our spirit man. But God is saying that when you take his word, apply it to your faith, your spirit man becomes stronger than the situation. And now you can begin to see God moving in ways 
that you thought were impossible for God to do. You thought that it wasn't going to happen, but God is saying to us that it's not by our power nor by our might, but that will be by his spirit and his spirit alone. We have to increase our faith and our knowledge of the word of God. We have to understand that there are blessings for obedience. There are blessings when we obey the word of God. The Bible lets us know in Deuteronomy 28, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth, and all these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. We need to understand that that fulfillment is a condition. There has to be obedience in order for the blessing to come. So when we quote the word of God and when we apply the word of God to our faith, we have to understand that there is a condition. So when things are delayed or hindered in our life, we should be able to sit down before the throne of God and say, Lord, what's hindering this blessing? Is there sin in my life? And through the blood of Jesus, we will be redeemed back to him, and this covenant that he has made with us will now be fulfilled. But so many times we don't check our life. We don't check for the obedience to Christ. We just want the blessing. But God is letting us know today that the blessing for the obedient. There's breakthrough for the obedient. So when you sit down and you, you, you're analyzing the issues of life that you've gone through and are going through, and you're wondering why there is the delay or what's going on, begin to ask the Lord, is there anything hindering me from this blessing? Is there anything in my life that's hindering me from being used by you, Lord? Shine the light from heaven on my life. Reveal to me, O oh God, where I'm not pleasing you. Because I want to receive my blessing, and this is all a part of the word of God and your faith. Because it's through the blood we are redeemed. But the blessings come through the obedience of Christ. The blessing comes. The Bible lets us know in Galatians 3 that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ, so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Spirit. Everything is promised to us through the obedience of Christ. We are heirs of the Abraham seed. We are heirs of the promise according to the word of God. But he's letting us know 
there are conditions. So when you're facing the issues of life, it's not about naming and claiming it. It's about the obedience of Christ. Lord, talk to me and tell me where the Holy Spirit see that I've fallen short. And then the power of God can come in and begin to help us and renew us in Christ. As we begin to look at Exodus 14, we see that the children of Israel was leaving Egypt. And they ran into some complications. They said in verse 10, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up. And there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us here to the desert to die? What have we done? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Don't we say to you, didn't we say to you in Egypt, let leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. Would it be better to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert? Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will see, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. This was a promise that God made to the children of Israel. He was going to bring them out. He used Moses to bring them out. He brought them out. And this is what happened. Instead of them standing on the word of God, instead of them believing the impossible, the visual told them the enemy was coming and he was coming fast. The visual told them they were going to die. They only left Egypt to die in the desert. That's what their visual told them. But Moses said to them, the Israelite, the Egyptians you see today, you will not see them any longer. When you put your faith with the word of God, When God brought them out, there was a promise to them. God being their father, their Lord and, and Savior, had a covenant with them. But because the covenant wasn't in their heart, it was a visual covenant. They were not able to sustain. But the Bible lets us know that the covenant now is in our heart. So we don't have to look at the pillar anymore. But now we carry God inside of us, which means that when we see the enemy coming, and he's coming fast, when we see sickness coming, and it's coming fast, when we see poverty and lack and financial breakdowns coming, and it's coming fast. That we don't have to run and grab 
the tablet. Or we don't have to go and find someone to remind us of what the word says. But the Bible lets us know that through the covenant that we have, he's now in us. And he is our God and we are his people. So now, wherever we are, when we hear the news and we see the enemy coming, what is in our heart, we grab and pull it out. And we say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, devil. You got to go now. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. I'm standing on the blood of Jesus. And we begin to say to that sickness, I plead the blood of Jesus because he died that I may live. He died that I may live. And the Bible lets us know that we can have that confidence because in Colossians 2, 15, it said, having disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Having disarmed the powers and authorities. Having disarmed the death of Jesus. Disarmed the power of Satan. The death of Jesus disarms authorities. So now what is in your heart is power because he has given you the Holy Spirit of power. So knowing that the devil was disarmed at Calvary's cross, that the blood of Jesus has redeemed you, and empowered you through the Holy Spirit. When you see the devil coming and you are leaving your bondage, you can look back and say, you are disarmed, devil. You are defeated by the blood of Jesus. Get out now. And then as God told Moses, why are you crying out to me? Keep it moving. You can now keep it moving. And if you still see him coming, you continue to rebuke the devil because the Bible says he has to flee. He's disarmed. Jesus disarmed him at the cross. The issues of life combined with your faith and the word of God. Jesus lives in you. The power is in you. So without you meditating on the word of God, without you quoting the word of God, where is your power? How do you defeat the devil? So when you are leaving your bondage, when you have repented of your sins and you've said no more, no more sin, 
No more to sickness and eating the wrong foods. No more to polluting my my body. No more. And you see the enemy still coming. Still coming with the temptations. Still coming with the spirit of death. Still coming with the spirit of poverty and of lack. Jesus said, I died and I disarmed that devil you're looking at. And I've empowered you to tell that devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have the power. It was disarmed by Jesus. The covenant is now in you. The ordinance of God is now in you. Return to God with fasting, weeping, and mourning, and with your heart. Because that's where his word is, in your heart. That's where his love is, in your heart. That's where his revelations are, in your heart. I will not dwell in my people, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I dwell in them now. And that grace, he's given us grace. The grace of God abides. There's no more death when we sin, but it's by the grace of God that we're able to acknowledge our sins and repent. We're able to go before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. So when you cry out to God because of sin and hindrances in your life, he sees his grace. He sees the blood, and he forgives our sin. So there is no need that we continue to sin, that grace abides. Allow grace to be grace. Allow sin to go away, and allow Jesus to dwell in your heart. We are empowered by the covenant of Jesus. That covenant, that agreement that we have with Jesus when we accepted him into our lives. There are blessings with that. What are we doing with the power given to us? What are we doing with the word of God that is in us. He said it just takes the size of a mustard seed, the faith. That's it, just that much faith, and you can do a lot of things with that. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross. So he puts his power with our little faith, and it becomes big faith, and we move that mountain that is making us afraid, making us scared, making us depressed, he removes the mountain. 
It's not by power, Mm-mm. nor by might. You have nothing to do with the mountain being removed. So you can quote, quote, quote all day long, but until you put the power of Jesus with that faith, that's when the mountain will be moved. So it's not about just the confession of the word of God. Mm-mm. But it is also applying the faith and the obedience to Christ with that word. And you begin to see God move the impossible. You tired of Pharaoh chasing you? You tired of the devil chasing you? Put it with the word of God and your faith and the obedience to Christ. And the impossible now becomes possible. Hebrews 11 lets us know now faith is being sure of what we are hoping for. And those things that we do not, we, we do not see them. What are you in need of? Of today Now faith Our right now faith The faith you have right now That's your substance The faith you have Right now That's what you have That's what you need That's what's going to move God Now faith That's your substance That's what you have tangible in the spirit realm is your now faith. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. It's the things that are hoped for, your now faith. Your now faith is saying, I'm hoping for this. I can't see it, but I'm hoping that this is going to happen. And in verse 3 it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which were seen, which are seen, were not made of things which do appear. You count him faithful who has made the promise. You don't doubt the promiser. You don't doubt the one who made the covenant. He made a covenant with us. He gave us promises in his word. He said, okay, you you be obedient to my word. You respect Christ, obedience of Christ. This is my covenant that I give with you. The devil will not defeat you. He will not. I disarmed him. The word of God. Things were framed. That were not there. And then they appeared. So we're fighting in the spirit realm of things we don't see. The plans and and promises God has for us that we don't see. But through obedience of Christ and the faithfulness of the word of God and our faith being applied to it. When we see the army of Egypt coming. We now kick in. That hope. And when we do that and we're seeing that army coming, all of a sudden, which appears to be God coming in with his army 
and defeats the ones that's chasing us. And we did absolutely nothing but believed on the word of God. We applied our faith to the promises through the obedience of Christ and the word of God went in and fought the battle for us. Now faith. The faith you have right now, you don't have to say, Lord, let me build up my faith before I do this. The faith you have right now is sufficient for whatever it is you're going through. If it's a terminal illness, financial barrenness, whatever it is, your now faith is your substance. And God will allow those things which are not to come to pass. If you're looking for healing, apply your now faith to that. And God will do it. Hebrews 12, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness. Let us throw away everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. Anything that hinders us from believing God and his word is a sin. And we may not realize that our thoughts are sinful. But the Bible lets us know that the thoughts of man are sinful. So when we allow our thoughts to hinder us from believing the word of God, we need to repent and, and, and acknowledge the fact that we've done this. So when we begin to go before the Lord, we have to stand firm on what we know God has promised us. Let nothing entangle us or hinder us from the work God is doing in our life. When you're believing God for a miracle, a healing, deliverance, believe God. Find every scripture you can that will build up your faith to believe God. But let not sin hinder you from believing. Let not sin hinder the race that we're trying to run. Let it go. Anything that hinders you from God, it has to go. Whether it be conversation, whether it be you looking at a bad doctor's report, let it go. Put it to the side and focus on the word of God. Say, Lord, I know what this document says, but I'm standing on what your word says. And I'm going to plant my feet on your word. Pharaoh's army has to go, and God is going to be the one to defeat them. Stand firm in the word. Stand firm in what you believe. The Bible lets us know in Hebrew 4, for we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard 
did not combine it with their faith. So God leads them out of Egypt, but faith wasn't combined with them leaving. So that's why they kept going back and forth. They were happy to go, but their heart wasn't ready to go because they still had questions. They had what-ifs all over the place in their mind. And when those what-ifs happened, they said, see, I knew it. I knew it, Moses. I knew it. No, we were better off where we were. I told you. That's sin that hinders the blessing. That's sin that hinders what God is doing. So when you combine your faith with the word of God, there's no more hindrances because you are standing on what God has spoken. You are standing on what God has said. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God has promised us victory. He has promised us victory. If we doubt not, if we waver not in our faith, our faith has to be strong in the word of God in order to defeat the issues of life. Our faith must be in the word of God, and it must be applied. And the only way in Psalm 68 it says, May God arise and may his enemies be scattered. The only way that can happen is through the word of God. God has to arise, and then therefore you'll see the enemy scattered. Because your heart and your flesh and everything else may fail you, but the word of God, that's your strength. That's who you are. It's inside of you. It's inside of you. Jesus said he disarmed the devil, at the cross. But we give him life when we doubt. We give the powers of darkness life when we question, when we don't read our word, when we don't believe what God has said. We give that thing life to something that's already dead. But if we allow it to stay dead by the word of God, victory is guaranteed. The death of Jesus is not in vain in our lives. We just need to understand how to apply the word of God to our situations. But the death of Jesus is not in vain. The grace of God will help us in our time of need. God is a loving God. He's a caring God, and he wants us to succeed, but it's not by our own works that it's coming because God desires the glory in the battle and we should give him that glory God is your battle it's not mine I'm I'm gonna have the faith I'm gonna repeat your word back to you and through the obedience of Christ I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand Lord through my tears I'm gonna stand through the fact that I don't understand I'm gonna stand I'm going to stand firm in my faith. I don't know how big my faith is, but I'm going to stand in what I got. 
And then as I read the word, as I meditate on the word, as I spend time in your presence, my faith will begin to grow. And victory is guaranteed. God is faithful. He is faithful. Hebrews 10 lets us know, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. He will reward your faithfulness to him. You're coming out of this. You're not going to stay. It's not unto death. It's not. This is not who you are. This is not what God planned for your life. It's not. It's just that you were released from bondage, and the enemy has now come and said, I'm going to chase them. And watch how they buckle and how they give in to fear. And God stands there and he says, no, I got all the confidence that they're going to stand on the word. They know I didn't put them in this situation for them to fail. They know I didn't put them, allow this situation to come so that they would be defeated. But that every situation is an opportunity for them to grow more. For them to defeat the devil more. Be confident in who you are in Christ. So when you feel like you're about to get out and here comes something else, just say to yourself, but Jesus, you disarm the devil. So that means I can stand on your word that you're going to bring me out of this one. Your blood, your blood, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I see What's happening, I see what's coming, but I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, over my home, over my family, over my bills, over the doctor report. I plead the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Sing the song if you need to and remind yourself to how there's power in the blood. There's power. In the blood. And you plead the blood. You plead the blood of Jesus. Because the one who made the promise, he is faithful to fulfill that promise. He told you you were going to sing to millions. It's coming. He told you you were going to preach. It's coming. But not without a fight. Because the devil doesn't want God glorified. So he comes in to distract us, derail us, discourage us, depress us, confuse us. But we have to look and say, but Jesus, you disarmed him. So though I know he's going to come, all power lies with you, Jesus. I'm confident in your power. Hallelujah. I'm confident in who you've made me, God. So even though I don't see it today, I know it's coming. Even though it looks dim, it's it's coming, God. I know it is. Even though I cry, God, it's not because I don't think you're going to do it, God, but my flesh. My flesh is still here hurting because I want it and it's not coming. But, God, I'm, I stand on your word that I know you're going to do it. I know you are. I know you are. I plead the blood. Hallelujah. I plead the blood. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. 
The blood of Jesus is your power. The word of God is your power. The promise of the new covenant is your power. It's in you. It's in you. Don't think it's not in you, but it's it's right there in your belly. It's in you. Stir it up with the word of God. Stir it up with worship. Stir it up with singing and praises unto God. Stir up God. And watch the revival come forth right there in your home, which is you and Jesus. The promises of God does not go away. It's here to stay. We have to fight the good fight of faith to make sure it comes to pass. You said you had a book you want to write and you're waiting on Jesus, then the good fight of faith. That book is still there waiting. Hallelujah. It's ready. Power of the blood. Hallelujah. There's power. Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. The chains are gone. You've been set free. You're no longer bound. You're no longer in Egypt. You're no longer in bondage. It's not better that you stay in bondage than to serve the Lord and to trust Him. It's not better. It just looks easier. It looks comfortable. It looks like something you're familiar with. But God is saying, come out of the familiar and stretch your faith to the new, your new chapter, your new life, your new land that he wants to take you up in. He lets us know in Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to raise you up from out of your grave. I will breathe life into you and put you in the land that I I have set for you. He said, I'm going to do that. Don't we want that? That the grave we see ourselves in, that we look like we're just not coming out of it. Look like we're just going to stay there for a minute. But God is saying, you don't have to stay. You don't have to stay there. Because when you seek his face, you stand on his word, he said, I will bring you out of that grave. And I will put my breath into you. So when all your crying is done, and you've sung your last sad song, now it's time to fight. Now it's time to stand. Now it's time to believe. That what he said is true. It's time. Cry your last tear. It's okay. We're flesh. But make it your last tear. Because now you stand and you say, I'm done. I'm done being defeated. I'm done lying in the grave. I'm done looking like I'm homeless, defeated, don't know where I'm going, don't know where I should be. I'm done, God, because that doesn't equal out to the word that you've told me. That doesn't equal to the promises that you've shared with me. So I want your promises while I'm standing. You've disarmed the devil at the cross. But if I continue to give him power, then your word 
Your word is not there. So I'm standing on your word today. Even though I see what's going on, even though it may look like it's going to linger, when I look at that sickness, I'm going to say I'm healed by the blood of Jesus and I plead the blood over you, sickness and disease. You have to go. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood. And whenever I go to the doctor, I plead the blood over the office. I plead the blood over the words he say. I plead the blood over the utensils. I plead the blood over the report. Right now, let God arise and those enemies of sickness be scattered. And you say that knowing your God has arised. You take the bills. You put, put them in your hand. I plead the blood. I plead the blood, Jesus. Power in your blood. In the name of Jesus. Whatever will build your confidence in the word of God. Whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you that you need to do. Do that so that you can gain the confidence that God has in you. That the promises of God will be true in your life. I plead the blood. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> my faith. My faith, Lord, may not be much, but with your power, it becomes mighty. <laughs> Hallelujah. The issues of life, don't let it weigh you down. Don't let it make you feel defeated. But when you put the word of God to it, that he says, it's over, it's done, it's, it's finished. Stand on the promises that God has given you. Stand on the promises, the prophecies that he has given you. Because they're coming to pass. They are coming to pass. Just as he promised the Israelites he was going to bring them out of Egypt, he brought them out. Now their own mindset is what messed them up and delayed them. And the same thing could happen to us. He'll create the opportunity for the blessing. But because of disobedience and because of lack of knowledge of the word of God, we could mess it up. And we'll feel like we were better off where we were at because there's a new battle, new things going on. Hold on to what God has promised you because it will come to pass. It will. Colossians says, and having disarmed the powers and the authorities. So having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Colossians 5, 2. Understand it's been disarmed. You can triumph. You can do this through the word of God, through the power of God. You can do this through the power of Jesus, 
the obedience to Christ. You can do this. Cry out to God and then stand and fight like a good soldier. Put on your whole armor and say, God, I'm ready. We're going to do this. Or I'm going to let you do this. I'm just going to do my part that you asked me to do. The battle is guaranteed to be won. Actually, the battle is already won. We just got to get in there and stand. We just got to get in there and stand. God will renew us when we are weak. He will renew our strength after we finish crying and telling him we don't know if we can do this. He tells us, I will renew your strength. Isaiah 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. All of that is a promise from God when you trust him. He will renew you when you feel drained and you say, Lord, I can't take it anymore. I can't do this anymore. God is too much for me to bear the issues of life. He says, no, 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 no. I promised you in Isaiah 40, I will strengthen you, I will renew you, and you will begin to soar out of this situation. And when you run, you won't even feel tired because you're so in the spirit realm that you don't even look bad. And you won't even faint. You won't be asking for a glass of water, but that you will keep going. He won't leave you. Nor will he forsake you. So let us just begin to pray. We trust the Lord. We just have our moments where the flesh comes in. And we yield to those things of the flesh for that moment. But God is saying build your faith up. To where when that time comes, you're standing on the word. You're standing on the promises. You're standing on him. You are heirs of the promise. You are heirs to the blood of Jesus. By faith, through the redemption, confessions of sins, accepting Christ into your life, obedience to the word of God, you can have whatsoever you ask through Christ. There are conditions to that blessing. It's not just repeating the word of God, but the obedience is a factor as well. Let us begin to pray. Father, we thank you right now. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. Father, the issues of life, they come daily at us and they pile up. And it seems like so much, God, that we can't seem to bear it, God. And we become frustrated and angry and we cry all the time and we're sitting in the house depressed looking out the window saying, God, when and where? And we walk around God and we quote scriptures, but our heart is still heavy. We go to church and our prayers are still not answered. We seek your face and we still end up crying after we pray. But, God, today you have shown us that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit. 
Father, we know that we must apply our faith to your word. We must be obedient to Christ who redeemed us from the curse. That we stand, O God, in your presence, in your grace, in your mercy. And that you see the blood upon us, O God, that you would forgive us of our sins. Anything that's hindering us, O God, from moving forward in you, forgive us, God. That we may fight this battle in you through you, with you. We hold on to your words, God. We hold on to the blood. The blood that saved us. The blood that redeemed us. The blood that delivers us. The blood that heals us. We hold on to that promise, Lord God. For we know, oh God, you have good things in store. But the enemy, he's coming and he's coming and he's coming. And when we look back, we see him coming. But God, through your word, he's been disabled. He's dismantled. Hallelujah. And we can rebuke him and he has to flee. We thank you, O God. We give your name praise and honor because we stand on who you are in our life, O God. We stand on your promises, Lord. As we commit ourselves to your covenant, O God, of obedience. Obedience, God, to your word. Obedience, God, in believing your promises. Obedience, God, in trusting the blood. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor, O God. We love you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.